Well, what's up, fine folks? This is our post-Ubisoft E3 press conference special edition of Double Tapped. I'm Jay. I'm Tanner. Oh, nice. nice. Very much worked it out. So, Tanner, we just watched live the Ubisoft conference. It sucked. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was not good. At least that is our summation of it. Yeah, if you're, if you're wondering why it looks a little different, uh, I'm streaming this live on Twitch right now. Say hello, chat. Uh, and so the videos are going to look a little different for the E3 stuff. These are all going to be posted as their separate little video or little, uh, podcast episodes, little different videos, all that jazz. And so we're just going to briefly run through <laughs> Hello, chat. A, a summation of the things, the headlines that we just saw and our pretty much our takeaways from each. These yeah. are not in order. This is our, our in the order listed on polygon.com right now. The first one here that they have listed Rainbow Six Siege is finally getting cross-play and cross-generation, and they show a little image of the anime-style trailer for their new hero, whatever they call it in that game. Yeah. Uh, I don't play this game. No, I don't either. I think I can remember the order if we want to go try to go in order. It's up to you, man. Okay, so it, they open the show with, no joke, 16 minutes of an hour show. Definitely. Of uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. Formerly Rainbow Six Quarantine, uh, which is a three-person PVE shooter. Seems to have stealth mechanics. Seems like you're fighting sort of parasite-type enemies. Yeah. Uh, Not our thing. Yeah. And it was... I think it was visually underwhelming. I thought the enemy design was underwhelming. I thought... I don't know. It was derivative. Yeah. There's just nothing there that's selling me on that game. It's just another sort of watered down Left for Dead style shooter that I don't care about. Yeah, I don't I don't get exactly where this fits in the market. Like sure. I don't know who their ideal player like I wonder who their ideal player base for this is based on previous games they've played. Because mm-hmm. if you want to play like a Left for Dead style game, Back for Blood's it's coming, coming out. It's coming out, and that's exactly. Your shit. And I know that they maybe didn't know about Back for Blood when they were developing this, but like Rainbow Six players, I imagine this may not be totally their thing either because they yeah, like they're the PV- after the PvP, the PvP aspect of it. Um, oh yeah, Demogorgon rep off, as Marie said, like very much so. Yeah, we were naming pretty much every other parasite style enemy and watching it because it all seemed so derivative. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just very, very much a letdown. I think this game, I would have been higher on this game. Had they not shown 16 minutes of it. Sure. Had there not been a cinematic trailer and then also a gameplay extended demo thing. Yeah. Um, just a bizarre choice to open your conference with yeah. something so long. It's just funny how overexposure is a, certainly a negative when it oh, comes yeah. to really any sort of media that you're trying to sell. Like, leave a little bit to the imagination. Yeah, they, I feel like they showed us every type of enemy that's going to be in the game. Yeah, and just I'm not <laughs> intrigued by any of them, really. Also, something you pointed out during the show... It didn't feel like the different looking enemies attacked any different. No. It was all just like, okay, shoot them. That's true, because they were sort of segmenting the enemies. Like, here's a stage one. Archeon. Archeon, whatever, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, it's going to run at me and looks like it's going to swipe its little claws at me. Yeah. But this one has a different looking face. Uh, that's pretty much all I took away from it. Not, even if there were different mechanics, they weren't memorable enough to be mentioned. Yeah. So. Gotten said they spared us the fake hype at least. Gotta appreciate. Wait, what what fake hype did they spare us? I guess normally like any of it. Bigging anything up, yeah. So then next, I believe was Rocksmith I believe Plus. So. Uh which honestly, maybe the second most intriguing yeah. game they showed, or second most intriguing thing they showed. Uh so Rocksmith is coming back. Apparently it's always been a thing from the way they discussed it, but I don't remember I don't know of anyone who plays it. Sure. Um 
But if you don't know, Rocksmith is the thing where you hook up an actual guitar, or in this case now an actual electric guitar or an actual bass, which excites me. Electric, acoustic, or bass. Yeah, because I want to I wanna, uh, learn how to play bass, which would be cool. But basically it makes your actual instrument like a guitar hero type thing. You can learn songs through their video game. Yeah. Um, but the cool spin this time is that you don't have to have, because I think before you had to have some sort of dongle that would plug into your console or your PC. It's always a funny word. Dongle? Yeah. yeah it's a great word. Uh, but now you can just sit your phone next to you and it'll pick it up enough that it can tell, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the trailer was funny because there literally was like very little gameplay shown and it was just, it was like a an iPhone commercial or something where it's just a bunch of people being happy around a couch and playing guitar, but... I mean, they sold it decently well. Yeah, I guess, I, but. I'm semi-interested. Like I said, I own three guitars, mm-hmm. and I can only semi-play any of them. So yeah. I've always looked for sort of reasons to dive back and learn a little more. And like, not saying this is going to do that for me, but it's an option that's available. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. What was next? Was it? Would they? This is where they went back? No, Riders Republic was next. Riders I Republic believe. was next. Yeah. So uh, this is the massive multiplayer. <laughs> Action vehicle sports. game? <laughs> like, like, how do you describe it? Because it's it's bikes, uh, paragliders, snowboards, parachutes, snowboards, skis, jetpack things. Yeah, there's a lot of traversal equipment, and you can. It looks like you can raise it. You can do stunts. That's the thing. It's hard to tell if it's like race based or score. Yeah, you know, point based. It like, seems to live somewhere between like SSX and Tony Hawk. And maybe the crew. It's a yeah. very interesting little spot to live in, but doesn't look like it's going to be free to play because someone mentioned that it had a pre-order link. Yeah, I think that's the only interesting speculation about the game so far is whether it's going to be free to play. Yeah. Um, they were talking about, yeah, uh, registering to like be a part of betas, which I will certainly not be doing. No. Uh, I don't know. And the only way I'm in at this point is if it is free to play. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, me Because I do like, I love Tony Hawk. I love the score-based stuff. Yeah. So if, if they're a cool you know, stunt time trial things with the snowboard. Like that interests me a little bit. Yeah, me so. too. And and I made this point when we were watching it. If they want the player base that is going to support this large of sessions, it needs to be free. Yeah. Otherwise you're not going to have enough people in one lobby to do these massive multiplayer, uh, massive multiplayer thing. It's like mag that PS3. Oh game. yeah. Uh, it's just, I don't think it would work if it's, if it's charged. So next was, Rainbow Six Siege is where we came back to it, right? Right. And I thought the fun, maybe the funniest single line of the whole show to me was like, if you've not been into it, 2021 is the perfect time to jump in <laughs> to Rainbow Six Siege. Like, what appeal could they possibly make to players who haven't played it yet? At this point, I really don't know. I don't either. Like, I get why you show it. I get, I don't think they should have shown as much of it because it was no. pretty long, right? It was like... Five, six minutes. That's the thing you tack on to the end of your 16-minute demo for your new Rainbow Six game and just say, hey... We've got a new character coming to regular Rainbow yeah. Six. Yeah, and like they've done like free-to-play weekends with Rainbow Six Siege before. They've done their part to get new players in, yeah. but it's seven years after the release. Right. Your player base is, base is as big as it's ever going to be. Yes. And pro- it's probably smaller now than it was. Sure. So, like... I don't think there's hope of them reviving that game. Well, and it's still I'm, it has a fervent player base, still, sure, but it's not like it's going to blow back up. I don't think. Yeah, I I think the way they should have handled it is kind of the way EA does Apex City Three, where it's like, hey, you know this exists. We're not going to sell you on anything new, but for the people who want it, here's your thing, yeah. and that's it. Like, don't show the animated trailer because people who don't care about the game don't care. Just say we've got a new character coming. Here's what they look like. Move on. Yeah, it should have been thirty seconds when it was five minutes or whatever. Yeah. Do you remember what was next? 
Uh, that was about the halfway marker of the show. Yes, that was at exactly 30 minutes in. I believe next might have been... Was Far Cry next? No, there was something before Far Cry. See. Oh, there was a... Watch Dogs is expansion, which was Bloodline. There was a little brief right. thing about yes. that. Oh, it was Assassin's Creed next. I okay, think. that was that too. Yeah. yeah, so Assassin's Creed, and one of your predictions was that Assassin's Creed would get expansion shown, which it did, and that a, a Norse god's name would be in the title. And the last expansion they teased... It was like, he hasn't seen the last of Odin. Right. Uh, Eivor hasn't seen the last of Odin. And then they said... I think it just said, stay tuned. Or it was like, coming soon. Coming or soon. Like and I was that. just... Yeah. That's not cool, Yubi. <laughs> Someone watched the show, clearly. That is evidence, as good as evidence we're ever going to get, that someone is watching is just trolling us. One of our, like... Trolling hun- me. One of our hundred views on the E3 prediction episode. Exactly. It was Yusuf. It <laughs> was Yusuf. Damn like, hey, you, Yusuf. Let's not reveal the title yet. <laughs> was that like a Steep sequel? Uh, Kind of. It felt like a mix between Steep and some of their other little offshoot things. Yeah, but. if it just had the snowboarding and like the... It teased like a location, like you yeah. could go to a location and be like, oh, it's like you've hit a checkpoint or something. That felt very steep. Yeah. But then you add in a bunch of other action sport right. racing I think things. it was probably the same engine that Steep yeah. was based off of. Because there was skiing, there was snowboarding. Uh, there was that jumpsuit thing. Let's see. So then next would have been Far Cry, I believe. Yeah, and the only arguably interesting thing, that, well, they showed your little cinematic, in-game cinematic of... The villain who I will only refer to as Gus. <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito. Or, uh, yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. Sort of coming in and reclaiming his son from these renegade people of some kind. And yeah. an old woman getting shot and blah, blah, blah. I was kind of tuned out during this, yeah, not going to lie. Uh, just because it's a story thing. I don't want to... I don't love when they show scenes from a story like, yeah. that you know are going to be like halfway through the game. Or maybe that's early on. I don't know. But at least it's like, all right, I don't want to pay attention to it now because if I do play the game, I'll pay attention to it then. I'm sure that probably is early on because it's like the original teaser that they showed for the game was him sort of walking his son around and being like, you're going to rule this place someday. So maybe this is like his son's been on the run and he claims his son, gets his son back. And tries to re-indoctrinate him. Yeah, and then you're playing from the perspective of the girl whose name I don't know. Yeah, uh, And you're sort of mission throughout the whole game is we got to free this kid back again and maybe assassinate Gus. Yeah. Uh, Guessing the implication is you're the kid. So I thought that too, because the kid looks a lot like the chick. Sure. But they were in the same, they were in the same room together. So I guess her like protecting him. Yeah. So they're, they're killing that narrative. Yeah. Maybe that's a sister possibly. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. There could definitely be some weird, you know, familial stuff happening. But the cool thing was they teased the season pass for Far Cry 6, which seems to include some like DLC where you play from the perspective as villains of prior Far Cry games. Yes. Namely, Voss, Pagan, and the guy from Far Cry 5 whose name escapes uh, me. Joseph, I think? Yes. Is that it? Yes. Uh, and Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Yes. All included in this season pass. I will say, <clears throat> maybe one of the better selling points for a season pass that I've seen. Because all the villain things look interesting, except for Pagan. I don't really care about Pagan, but um, I really liked... Because I think in Far Cry 5, he's mostly referred to as like the father. Yeah. Um, I really liked him. Obviously, Voss is one of the, I think, most legendary villains he's very iconic. in gaming. Um, it's that, funny that that quote, the like definition of insanity quote, I think is attributed to him more than any other thing besides Einstein, which yeah, is a misattribution. Yeah, he actually didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, and then Blood Dragon, it's so funny because... Uh, someone mentioned in chat that Far Cry 3 is on sale on the PS the PS4 version. I was like, 
how much is Blood Dragon? There's not a yeah. PS4 version, and then now there's going to be a PS5 version, possibly a PS4 version too. I don't know. Exactly. How, I don't know whether that's going to work, but yeah, that that looked interesting. Sad to say, but that was the most interesting thing of the entire show. Arguably, yeah, was DLC for a game that's not even out yet. So <laughs> I don't know how exciting the show is if that's the most hype part. Then it was, I think that's when it was Mario plus Rabbids, right? Yes. Yeah. Which, you know. Not our type of thing. No. I I enjoy that the, uh, we, we talked about this when we when we watched the reactions, which I'll probably upload the reactions as well uh, to YouTube. But, so they won't be in the podcast feed if you're just listening, but go over to the YouTube, youtube.com slash dormstreams if you want to see it. Uh, during that, the, the creative director or whatever he is, the main guy behind it, he was the guy when they revealed the first game was in the audience, like happy crying that he could finally like show his thing. And that, that game, uh, the first one kingdom battle got a lot more love than I expected. Mm. So I'm glad for the people who liked that. First yeah, it game. had a positive, it, it was a good game. Yeah. From all. Just definitely not my kind of yeah, thing. Definitely. Um, as much as I love Mario, I do not care about rabbits and I don't like the combat system. No. But, uh, you know, cool for the people who are excited for it. One thing I was like, because didn't the first one have the sort of like segmented grid strategy style? Yeah, and it was like cover based. This the little bit of what looked like in engine footage they showed here was more exploratory looking. That was the I'm, exact word I was going to use. I'm wondering like what exactly the gameplay of this one is going to look like. I'm assuming yeah. it's still going to be somewhat strategy based. Yeah, yeah. So if it's that, I'm still not in. Right. But I'm more interested now. At least I want to know what it is. Yeah. Same. I'll. I'll I imagine that's a game, I know Walla mentioned earlier that Far Cry 6 is a game that they may watch someone else play, but they themselves may not play. I imagine that might be the case for the Mario Rabbids thing. Yeah. I won't play it, but if someone I know was like super into it, I'd watch a stream or two. And then the last thing. <laughs> Which we had very different reactions to. Yeah, I was, I don't know how to describe my emotions in that moment. Yeah, I just started hysterically like, laughing. Yeah. I was losing it. So they announced, they had Eves come on. Did not address allegations of uh, any sort of sexual misconduct or sexual harassment or all the stuff that Ubisoft is kind of known for now. Um, But instead was just like, you know, COVID's been hard. It's been a hard year, but franchises are trusting us to work with them. And I thought, oh, this is going to be Star Wars because Massive is working on a Star Wars game. The people who made The Division. And he was like, all right, let's take a look at our newest partner. And, oh, we, we did forget something, but we'll get back to it. Uh, taking a look at our, at our newest partnership, and it was Avatar. <laughs> it was gener- the James Cameron Avatar. Generic jungle. I was like, okay, this could be a planet. Yeah, I was like, Star is this Wars? Predator? Like, and you were saying that, and then bada boom, blue person. Yeah. Avatar. A Navi pops up. Uh, good job on you to remember the race of people in <laughs> Navi, <Avatar>. yeah. Because um, <laughs> it's the same as the little fairy in Ocarina of Time. So that's how I oh, remember. really? Yeah, Navi oh. is the, the name of the... But yeah, yeah just... You like you know hysterically laughing, and I think mine was just like, really? Yeah, you were just like, are you kidding like, me? <laughs> and I was just losing my shit. Like that, it seemed like a, it didn't seem like a joke, but it felt like something we would joke about. Oh yeah, it, so it's it like felt fully out of a like a parody of an E3. Yeah. It felt like a Devolver thing to do. Lord, that'd be like Devolver coming out and be like we're gonna make a Titanic like <laughs> yeah, game exactly. You know, I hope they're workshopping that in right that would now. They like we gotta watch. I mean, they are, you already talked about how they were sort of parodying the title of the conference. Yeah, so it was called the Ubisoft Forward, and Devolver announced they were calling theirs Devolver Forwarder, which so, is great. You know, good on them. They can throw something together in five minutes of Jack and Rose. You know, but <laughs> what was the thing we forgot? 
Uh, the movie. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. obviously we would there's, forget that. A, there was a TV show and movie portion where they talked about Mythic Quest, which I've heard is actually decent, but they're like the game studio that's involved in it. Yeah. Uh, and then Werewolves Within yep. was the name of the movie uh, with a guy who played a bit part in Promising Woman. And, and the girl. This is from, no diss to the actors, but. Yeah. And the lady from the AT&T commercials. And, right. Lily from AT&T. And those were the two stars. Yep. So I imagine this movie is pretty low budget. Uh, seem you know they didn't get like a Brad Pitt or something for this right um, it didn't look great it reminded me of Zombievers visually which is not a movie you want to be reminded of visually even though that movie's great uh, yeah it did. what a baffling conflict it was that's a good way to describe it like bad up until the point that it almost got entertainingly bad yes yeah it almost well it was almost there and then Avatar made it it bad. did exactly um yeah, I don't. We were talking about this, like, where does this rank among the worst E3 conferences? And I would say it's up there. It's hard to remember the really bad ones because they're forgettable. Exactly. You t- you tend to remember the really good ones because I mean we will remember that moment. Like that is a pretty legendary moment going forward as the Avatar Ubisoft oh, yeah. reveal. But I won't remember pretty much anything else from this for any significant reason. No, me neither. Um, I like like you said. I imagine any of the really bad. Uh, E3 conferences were probably just an EA or a Ubisoft. There was that one year that EA, the only one that really came to mind, there was that one year EA focused a lot on sports yeah. and brought Pele out. That's I remember a, that one specifically, like Pele was there, and yeah. they spent probably like 15 minutes on FIFA. But Ubisoft spent 16 minutes on a game at the very beginning, like nothing to get you hype about. Yeah, if I had to guess, I'm sure EA has had, EA would be my guess for who has produced the worst EA conference, just because, or E3 conference, because they yeah. just... They have a lot of annualized franchises that you expect to be there, and sometimes that's literally all that's there, and there's yeah. no surprises whatsoever. Um, but this is right up there with among the worst. Yes, and at least there was something to laugh about at the end. That's true. And again, we don't we don't know what the game is. Avatar. No, um, we know. I have the title. Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora, <laughs> which makes it sound like some sort like of a mobile game. Yeah, <laughs> but it makes it implies you know frontiers open. You never know. Sure, it seems like you're flying. Put an emphasis on flying around or whatever the weird little dragon things yeah. that they have in that movie are. Um, so maybe it'll be good. Probably be better than the movie. Yeah, probably. So, That'll you know, never come out. Exactly. All five of them. <laughs> so cool if it's good. Who cares? Otherwise, yeah. But Tanner, that pretty much is it as okay. far as our rundown. So what are you looking forward to most moving forward? I'm still just from fly- this conference. No, from just E3. Just E3. Microsoft is still mine for sure. Yeah, I think I think the Bethesda half of Microsoft for me is... I wonder if it's going to be segmented. I would hope they are just married together. Me too. The announcement seemed to imply that they would be stitched together, but sort of all primary Xbox and then all primary Bethesda. Mm. Just in one continuous show, but split Yeah, in a way. Um, but I agree that I hope it sort of bounces around and... It's more unpredictable. Really, all I want is unpredictability yes. in a lot of these shows because... To be fair, Avatar was, was hella unpredictable. But, I mean, if Xbox comes out and shows a bunch of random movie IPs turned into you know games, that's still kind of fun. Yeah, So Indiana Jones. Exactly. If they show that, conference of the year. <laughs> Especially if they show gameplay. But, well... So that was it. That was the worst E3 conference we've ever seen. It's the worst E3 conference we've ever live reacted to. I can tell you that as That's much. That's very true. It's uh, only up here, uh, only uphill from here. We can hope. <laughs> if it's downhill, it's going to be a legendary E3. Exactly. Way, so. Exactly. 
So we will be back tomorrow, which is not tomorrow for people who are watching this later. Yes. Tomorrow for the live chat, folks. Yeah. But tomorrow is Xbox and Bethesda, which we'll be live reacting to. We maybe might do a little more. Who yeah. knows? Who else is tomorrow? Square like, Enix Square's follows up right thing. after them, which Square has some interesting stuff going on. Yeah, we could watch it. So we'll at least watch it. Yeah. Will we do live stuff, TBD? You'll but we see. will also record a podcast tomorrow, sort of reacting to everything so far. Sure. And the miscellaneous news that has happened up until this moment. Wink, wink, Elden Ring. Wink, wink. True. So, until then, have a good rest of your Saturday enjoying all this E3 content. We're tapping out. We'll see you tomorrow. Nicely done. <laughs>